Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN's first day of December. We're absolutely rolling. 2022 almost over. Christmas almost here. Memphis Grizzlies were feeling very generous last night. Committed a season high 27 turnovers. Gave it away a bunch. Sloppy, sloppy. And a 109 101 road loss at the Timberwolves. Plenty to break down. There were seven technical fouls issued. John Morant, Dylan Brooks thrown out of the game. Uh, John got into it a little bit with that referee. We'll get into that as well. Memphis Tigers win. We do over and under. So, no, they didn't cover. Really, that doesn't matter. No, because from beginning to end, they controlled that game like they were supposed to. Tune-up for Ole Miss coming up on Saturday. We'll break all that down. Nice little Thursday night football game tonight, it right? It is. It is a nice one. In a way, because yeah, both I mean, those teams over 500. Yeah, AFC both East. vying for playoff positioning. AFC is the only division where every team's over 500. I believe that's still correct, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, good one on Thursday night as NFC, well. NFC uh, East? I don't think they're all over 500. Are they not? I thought the Commanders got there. Is that true? I think so. I think the Commanders are seven and five now. Maybe it's a game, man. I read something along those lines. Yeah, the Commanders are seven and five. So everybody, I think those those have to be the two divisions. Everybody's over five hundred in the NFC. Yeah, Giants, Commanders, Cowboys, Eagles. That's true. Yeah. So two divisions. Yeah, two divisions. And okay. and the NFC least has turned into the NFC beast. It is it. Well done. Is that original? Yeah, I, I yeah. As far as I know. Well done. Uh, and very excited to get to today's panel of guests. Yes, well. yes. Speaking of generosity, real quick, uh, my daughter, for the first time, said thank you today. Hey. This morning. Yeah, she said thank you uh, during, uh, we had some, we had a therapy session. You know, she gets some speech and, and physical therapy. And uh, she said thank you uh, during, and, and, and like, you know, uh, appropriately, right? Like in context. Doesn't that feel great? She got a, she, uh, she got a ball from you know, my sister-in-law, and, uh, and she said you know, thank you. You know, which is just like the best. It's the best feeling ever. To what a uh, beautiful thing. Yeah, you like feel warm as a father. It inside, does. It? Like I mean, I, you know, you question every day. Like, am I doing enough? Am I? Am I? Am I a good dad? Am I giving her everything I have? You shouldn't be questioning every day whether or not you're a good dad. Yeah, you just don't know. There's no like. There's no, you know, grade book at the end of the day that says you did good today, Dad. You know, you just have that internal pressure to, you know, to 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 strive to be. And there's no, you know, she can't say, "Dad, you're the best ever right now." You know, so you just have to like ask yourself. You know, you have that 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 internal, like I said, that internal pressure. But there is nothing more rewarding than yeah. when you hear your kid, you know, start to say things and start to talk. Enjoy it, because down the line they're gonna tell you they hate you. Well, I am not looking forward to that. Okay. I'm gonna have to take a day off of oh, work. Oh, it's coming. I'm like CJ hasn't done it yet, but believe me, it's coming. I already know. Well, there's no. You reason. never told your parents you hate them. Uh, I'm sure I. I did. hate you. I'm sure I did. Yeah. 
So enjoy. Thank you. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I'm white, so I Cherish. went through that uh, God face. I hate you, Mom! Oh, yeah. I know, I know you did. This house sucks! Kick in that closet door. <laughs> put a big old hole in it. Frustrated. Frustrated child. That's what, you know, every every white teenager goes through that phase. That's why your, your mom's an angel. Listening to, uh, you up. know, Lincoln Park, you know. That's a, that's that's about uh, kicking indoors. You know how it goes, big dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's a big show today, man. Drew Hill's going to join us. Drewski at eleven twenty-five. We'll talk to him about the trip to New York. Lost last night. Tense game last night. Very tense game. Um, so we'll get into all that upshot of the Grizzlies at eleven twenty-five. Twelve twenty-five. Excited to have for the first time on the show here, Joey Dorsey in studio. Nice kid, John. He is actually. Uh, he was at the game last night. Uh, he's in town for a, a little bit now. Um, and What's he doing? Obviously, we're going to ask him, but yeah. do you know already? I think he's just wrapping up his career. career. Yeah. I saw the last contract yeah. last year. He's been in Barcelona for the last seven years. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so no. I don't know what, what is next. Right. I don't know what well, the— Excited to ask him. Then. But, yeah, we'll get into, into all of that. So he'll be in studio here at around 1225. Of course, go down memory lane, uh, get his thoughts on Penny as the coach— you know, and I'm also kind of curious to ask him about, you know, how how Memphis Tiger basketball can sort of bridge the generation gap here. Um, I think his team was responsible for a lot of that. I mean, those four years um, when they were here, they were they were you know super hot. Uh, you know, is there a way to, to to recapture that magic? You know, for for this Memphis basketball program. So get his thoughts on all of that uh, at twelve twenty five, and then Jeff Calkins is going to hop on at one twenty five. He's he's not on demand today. He's in his regular slot today. I hope he appreciates that. And we're uh, not dragging him into some other slot. That's exactly for right. Day. So uh, that biggest is columnist. He's the, he is Memphis's biggest sports columnist. He will join us at one twenty-five. So that is the show today. Two games last night here locally in the basketball scene. But let's start with the Memphis Grizzlies. Probably a little bit more to sink mm-hmm. uh, your teeth into. Yeah, that's right. Pete. In that one, because uh, the Tigers did what they were supposed to do against an overmatched opponent. Grizzlies do lose. To Minnesota, 109-101. No Carl Anthony Towns. It was, in fact, Ciroc on ice. That is what happened. Now, you know, look, uh, you're not going to win every game you play in the NBA. That is part of it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's – uh, I don't want to, like, let people down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a Wednesday road game, you know, in the middle of the season. You're coming off of a pretty, you know, a pretty emotional win there. You're giving out jerseys and – and uh, you're in Madison Square and all those things. So there's there's room for letdowns. Um, but, you know, look, some of the things that happened last night I thought were just really, really uncharacteristic for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I don't, I don't, the 27 turnovers. Yeah, like most you just – years. Season you know, high. I mean, the Timberwolves were like my kid this morning. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what they were saying last night in Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I, I, that, that, that to me is just kind of where I come down. I mean, I, it, I know it feels like oversimplification a little bit to just say, oh, this is, this is life in the NBA. Um, but I, I do think that's a big part of it. I do think when you consider you know, time, situation, what it was coming after, who it was against, their, their circumstances, you know, it's not, a, it's not a total shock to me that it happened. Although there were some things within it that, you know, maybe probably should be addressed. Yeah, real quick before we get to those, tip of the cap to Anthony Edwards, who had 17 of the 29 in the fourth quarter at a time where clearly Dylan Brooks is on him and trying to get him off his game. I thought Anthony Edwards, for a young player who we've said is going to make a leap at some point, 
uh, a lot of us expected it to be this year, showed a lot of poise because it, it wasn't just a deal where after the, the brush-up with Dylan, they both get the technicals where he tries to do too much. He made the right play, scored a couple of baskets, going to the goal, made the pass to go bare. So, again, hey, we're going to talk Grizzlies, but you got to tip the cap to Anthony Edwards because that could be a sign. That's Frankly, it's what this Minnesota team should be doing. Yes. They've clogged things up in the lane for him by bringing in Gobert to put with Carl Anthony Towns. You can see last night when he's got the freedom – 17 points in the fourth quarter, takeover time. He's doing that. It wasn't just offense either. He was getting blocks. Brandon Clark, John Moran, he got a block on. And their coach talked about it afterwards, thought it was the most complete game he played. And you, it, fe- it felt a lot like watching Ja, guys, uh, in previous years where you feed off of that energy. And that shorthanded team did. So tip of the cap to them because you, you, that had to happen. Now, Grizzlies did a lot to put them in that position. And you still had a chance there late to win that game, despite the fact that you, yep. my gosh, what'd you go, 18 of 30 yep. from the free throw line? You turned the ball over 27 times. You still were in position to win that game. And typically what we've seen from this still young Grizzlies team is they know how to close those out. Yep. I thought last night they allowed the sort of tension underneath that game, Minnesota having you back in there for the first time since you dispatched them, to get to you. Yep. Uh, Jod did not play a very good game. The seven turnovers stood out. And then by the end of it, him seeing Dylan get tossed, he's as frustrated. He's going at the ref. I don't think it was a good look. I know I know others will say they liked it, whatever else. I, I don't think you want anything lingering from that game. And Ja goes right out on Instagram afterwards. We'll get all into that. But from that, those two things, Anthony Edwards was good. Yep. Minnesota should learn from that. That wasn't some well-played game where they didn't get killed on the boards. They did. They missed him there. But – Look at how they fed off Anthony Edwards. He should be the leader. And secondly, I thought the Grizzlies kind of set it up for him by how sloppily they played. I guess that's the last time they're going to spend some extra time in New York before going over. I mean, I, it'd be the last time for me. It's the most right. turnovers you've committed in years. Right. You know, that I, did, I did, that obviously didn't help things. Uh, yeah, like the, the jaw conversation I think is a conversation. Absolutely. Um. Because because you don't want to like you don't want to like take away his essence. Cause that that's what like that that is. Let's get into this. That's the yeah. John Morant essence. There is an there is an edge to him that has clearly driven him. That has clearly helped propel him to his status in the league. Um, and I don't I don't think he should apologize for having that. I do think he is not doing himself or the Grizzlies any favors by. Going at the officials in that in that way, as as publicly as that was, you know, as, as publicly as that became, because you know, he, then he posts about it on his Instagram later. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. <laughs> I, I I just sort of wish he would not have done that. I, I that, that's kind of. Like, I I just wish he would not have you know said those things to the to the. And, and look again, I, that this is. I, I can't really pick and choose because. You know, within that, that that is the spirit of John Moran. That is the spirit of twelve. This I, I'm not really criticizing him because that's the same thing that helped him become who he is as a player. That helped him come into the league, take it by storm, get the Grizzlies deep in the playoffs in his third year. Like this is what has helped make him who he is. With that said, and this is probably just part of you know maturing and growing up in the NBA. Like you're not seeing like LeBron do that. You know, you're not you're not seeing, you know, show me another show me another superstar who is going at an official like that. Like there is just a there is a code, right? And and I and, and I think Josh is probably learning it. You know, he's become he's he's only what is this fifth year? 
third year, fourth, fourth year. year. Yeah, fourth year. So, you know, he's not – we can't expect him to be a finished product in that way. But, you know, you got to understand now you're, you're on a different plane. You're on a different – you're on a different wavelength than you were when you came into the league. Um, and maybe he expects to be treated differently because of that. But I just – I wish I, I wish that's one he would have taken back. You and I had the same thought at the same time last night. We were texting yep. while it was happening. Yep. And it was essentially that. The wish that Ja hadn't gone there. You, you, you. Josh, he showed up the referee last night. It went, it went right where you, where you show up the guy. You take it to a different level. There, listen, I'll explain it this way. Mike Conley, right, never said a word. Yep. Right, and, and some of us said, and we, you know, criticized that approach too. Right, hey, hey, that get, man, you got to you got to say man. something, right. get a tech, right? So they'll give you the call, right? You want to you want to have that because if you if you if you don't say anything, they'll never give you anything, right? If you it, that, that that was the point, but but this is the difference with Josh. He does work the officials, and I think smartly, mm-hmm. and at a time where. You're right. You're 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 growing in terms of your superstar and everything. You're starting to get the superstar call. Yes. You don't need anything like this lingering, and that's the point. You can still work those officials, but then not go to the line you're talking about where you show up the official. Yep. And I thought last night, and, and, and listen, you said I'm not criticizing. I'm criticizing Ja here. I'm not. I, if if that's what we're doing, that's fine. If that's what you want, I am criticizing Ja here because I think that's a line that you didn't need to cross. Yeah. You can work those officials, continue hopefully to build up that respect yeah. that you get from them. Right. Getting calls, working them as a superstar does and should have the the right to have, but you don't show them up because then it can linger. And that official you called a sassy, you know, and whatever else, going to feel a certain kind of way about you probably, probably going to talk to other officials about how he feels about you saying that. Right. Back to the point, you just don't need that. You didn't as have a, to do as that. A bunnies, you didn't have to do as that. a superstar yeah. in this league, you just didn't need to go that far. And so absolutely it's a criticism. But it's also a part of him maturing, right, and him figuring out what that line is. But back to the point, because it's jaw. All eyes are on him. And so it gets blown up more. And like we talked about with Jordan Poole once it gets out, you know, that ref sees it this morning everywhere else out on Twitter. Josh still, you know, John on Instagram, excuse me, say, Sassy still, again, that feeling inside him, how he felt. This guy's talking about that with him. You don't need it. You're, you're trying, it, it's all a game. It's all gamesmanship, especially for these superstars. And you can work them yeah. without showing them up. And I, right. thought, I thought Ja last night, may, I, I think this, is, this could be a, you know, a growth opportunity. It, it is. I really feel like it could be. It is. And, and again, it's like he's in his. his it, it's a seven turnover game. Yeah. You've played poor. You know what I mean? There's, there's just some times where, no doubt. you know what, this, this has been tense. Uh, uh, I, I do feel like you did me wrong. I just said something to you. You gave me this. But there is a time where it's time to pack it in. And back to the point, not let anything linger or That's potentially right. linger. Well, and again, you just, don't, you just don't want this to be something that, you know, because referees are human beings, too. Right, that they tag you with. Yeah, exactly right. That you're willing to go that to, to show up, guys. Yes. But, but I do think there's a fine line, John. And I, and I want John Morant working those officials for sure. and getting to the free throw line for more sure. with superstar calls that forever we've said. And, and he does. Because we didn't have the superstar. They get those calls and we don't. And he now does he, get them. Absolutely, He is absolutely getting them this and, year. But I, I think there – do I think – And he's got to knock those free throws down. six eleven last night. That there are players but, who referees are more apt to give calls to than others, without a doubt. A hundred percent. And And it works the other way, too. Like I think James Harden is probably a guy who reps are less likely to give a call to 
in, in, in 2022 because, like, they know that he just works them nonstop. And, you know, I think that's that's probably like, – there's a, there's a respect because he's been a veteran, mm-hmm. right? But I, but I think there are, there are players certainly, too, you, who, you know, will, will, will get – you know, Luca probably is one who would – you know, he, he works them constantly. And there is a fine line. There is a fine line between, you know, working them, finding that balance, but also leaning too much into them. And like you said, showing them up. It's, it, it's part of the game. It's part of NBA basketball. Yeah. Um, and you know that's probably one. I mean, that, guy's twenty three years old. He's, yeah, he, exactly. he's learning too how to how to work these guys and probably what that line is. And yes. I, like I said, I I hope last night was a, a growth opportunity yes. when he looks back on it. I I, I wonder. What, do you think there'll be a fine? I, I did wonder that. I did wonder that, especially with the Instagram post. Too, to be afterwards. to be honest with you, I thought if there would be, we'd have heard something about it by this morning. Yeah. To be honest with you. Well, and, look, and the fact that the post is still up. Refs are not perfect, man. I mean. Uh, Spencer did was what getting, he right. They called Got him a b- bitch ass something, you know. And yeah, then was that brothers that he yes, was and then yeah. and then he he was off of assignment for a, at least a game. Now they didn't call it a suspension because mm-hmm. he it wasn't unpaid, right? But it was clearly a suspension. They just didn't announce it. So I'm not trying to sit up here and say or, or pretend that referees are perfect Heck individuals no, either. No. But, they, but they do have control. I mean, they do. They have. They can influence a game. They can throw yeah. your ass out. They can not. They can call you for a charge or a block. Like these are, the, you know, the, the, this is the nuance of the game. Mm-hmm. And we're and we're naive if we're going to sit here and act like they don't call things based on previous interactions. Like I, come on, man, human beings. So anyway, I, I thought that was the it's it, it's it's a Wednesday night loss. In the NBA, Jason, I, you got to pick yourself up. You've you've been really down today. You know they get they get back at it. That's the beauty of the NBA. All right? Pick myself up. You got to pick yourself up, man. Three and six now without Desmond Bain. Not good. Had Not won good. their last two, but now three and six without Desmond Bain. Come on back, D-Bain. Yeah, I, we, we said he was the one you'd miss the most. That's right. That's exactly right. Or be, at least be the hardest to fill the void. Yes. Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, University of Memphis basketball took care of business yeah. against North Alabama. Uh, that was an ass kicking as it was supposed to be. Uh, what was it? Uh Eighty-seven, sixty-eight. Correct. I believe was the final score there. I mean, it was really uh, Kendrick Davis led you eighteen points in twenty minutes. What else did you expect? Uh, the Tigers probably could have picked the number there. It was forty-six to twenty-eight at the half, uh, but Penny decided to use that opportunity to get guys like you know Ko played twenty-one minutes, Elijah McCadden played twenty minutes, yep, uh, Jonathan Lawson played twenty-four minutes. I like the approach there. You're getting guys more run than they typically would have gotten in a in a you know meaningful game. You know, I do think this man. There is a there is a common thread that when Jonathan Lawson plays ten minutes or more, uh, Tigers typically are winning those games. And by the way, he's shooting fifty percent from three. How about that? I mean, three or four last night. How many more games do we need to see from him? Before he earns a permanent spot, either as a starter or as a like first guy off the bench role here, he's your best shooter, man. Besides Kendrick Davis, he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a small sample size. Now mm-hmm. we're talking about seven games in the season, into the season. He turned your game around against St. Louis. Um, you know, and, and again last night, like you mentioned, three or four. Like uh, to me, it's obvious. Like this guy needs to be playing. He needs to be playing twenty-four minutes a game. I like what Penny did last night on what you're talking about, playing those guys. Because yes. it's, listen, to to have a chance against the Alabamas to beat Auburn, 
I think you're going to need some of these bench players to give you a moment or a couple of shots or a nice little stretch. You're not asking them to go in there and be a star. You got that. You got Kendrick Davis in that role. You got DeAndre who you can pin on. But you're going to need, to your point, Jonathan Lawson or somebody to come off a bench and knock down an open shot in games like last night are where you can find out, all right, who, who are they going to be. Now, Keontae Kendi looks like, you know, they, they, they gave him a lot. Of, he took 14 shots yesterday and looks like a guy that has a third option, sometimes second option, can do it for you. Mm-hmm. But more to the point, go, go underneath that. Jonathan, hit knocking the threes down the way he has. That's important to me because, again, it can't be all on Kendrick and, and DeAndre Williams to go out and beat Alabama. You're going to need something from these bench guys. And last night, Penny got a nice long look. Yep. And hopefully, more importantly than the look or what he is, is the confidence of the guys that got in that, oh, okay, if put hey, I can, I, can, I can go out there and give them what they need in a pinch. Because here's the deal with, with Jonathan. I'm with you, John. I want to see more minutes for him. But you can tell defensively, yep. right now, with as good as they are defensively, he, he's got some holes. And you would expect that at this point in his career. And so it hurts you a little bit. Yep. And that's my point about stretches. Jonathan's going to get better defensively, obviously, because, heck, his big brother knows it inside out, having played for Penny as long as he has. But that sets why I'm thinking stretches for these guys and man hopefully too they you know whether it's you know, Demario Franklin or the kid what Jamar Young yeah. you know, your reinforcements are on the way will you have a few more guys to pick from uh, listen i think I, I don't think we're looking at a season where Penny's going to be playing 10 11 12 dudes when it's go time we're seeing it he's picking the guys that he's going to be able to ride with and you're going to need a couple of these bench guys to be able to provide you some short minutes quick stints hopefully productive ones. Last night you got some of those guys some run. Even your boy KO. Yep. You know. Well, hey, hey. He, he changes shots every time he's in. The, the, the problem is, is like the rebounding. He, he doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. It's, it's, and he it's, doesn't score. It's a, well, so he, it's, right, he's, he doesn't really do much at except all. Except change shots. And it's crazy, five blocks in 22 minutes. Like he does that elite level, but it's the other things that, you know. But again, we're, we're talking short stints that, that hopefully you need from this guy. Doesn't look like Malcolm could go, man. Look like the injury is still there. He only played five minutes. Yeah, only played five minutes last night. Um, I know yeah. we didn't have much time to break that one down, but yeah. I still think they're, they're, you know, you learned a couple. Hopefully those guys, those bench guys got some confidence because, again, whether it's Ole Miss even coming up this Saturday, yes. you're going to need some of these bench guys. Oh, to give Ole Miss you is a big one. Ole Miss is a, yeah, it's, is, it's, is a You is need a to win game. it. Yeah. Big as in you need to win it. No doubt. It must win to me as far as. Home court? Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. Drew Hill's going to join us when we come back. We'll talk to him about last night, about how the Grizzlies can can figure this out without Desmond Bain. I mean, he's he's out for a little bit. I mean, this is not like imminent here. Well, the boot's off, though, so maybe that's good news. Yeah. So we'll get into the update there with him uh, and how the Grizzlies can can tread water in the absence of Desmond Bain. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Start NFL Week 13 off right and do it tonight with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you've already got an account, you'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay does not hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Got a couple of uh, teams, Bills and Patriots, AFC East. John's right. There are two divisions in football where everybody's over 500. The AFC East is one of them. Uh, Stephon Diggs going to go over on the receiving yards. Mac Jones over or under on the passing yards. How about Josh Allen for an anytime 
touchdown. That's the way you can build the same game parlay. Got a bunch of ways you can do it. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs that are already pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook apps. Those pre-built ones are great for beginners. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up with the promo code JSmith if you don't already have an account. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Three-plus legs, minimum dollar bet required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, five bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. 92.9FM ESPN is Memphis's Grizzly Station. Notchart gives for Jackson. Blows by Noel and a monster two-handed hammer for Jaron Jackson Jr. Friday night, it's the Grizzlies taking on the 76ers. We'll have the pregame at 6.30. The tip at 7 o'clock with Eric Hasseltine live on 92.9. The SEC. The SEC. Saturday, it's the SEC Championship. LSU taking on the Georgia Bulldogs at 3, live on 92.9 FM ESPN. Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BetQL. It's hard to believe conference play is already starting in college basketball, but the Pac-12 tips off their slate tonight. Number four, Arizona will have their top-ranked offense cranked up for tonight's opener against Utah. The BetQL model loves the Arizona offense and thinks Utah can provide enough offense to help push the number over the total. So today's five-star best bet is to take Arizona and Utah to go over. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Drew Hill is an alum of Alabama, covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. I wish we were bringing you in with. I mean, this is kind of. I think Brad's kind of mocking you here, man, because you just you just got the uh, 
you got the official word that you're not you're not getting in, buddy. You're not getting in the playoff this year. No, we're not. You probably don't deserve to, to be honest. But that's all right. We'll be back. Who's the, we'll who's back. Uh, who's what? Who's the quarterback after Bryce Young? Is he playing for somebody else right now? I mean, what do you mean? Like who who, who will replace him? Yeah, like is he is he playing for somebody else right now? I mean, I get like, I guess Jalen Milrow is the quarterback right now Man, for stop. Alabama. I, Man, stop! No I think, way. I don't, I don't think he will be the starting quarterback next season. But I technically, right now, I mean, they're still going to have a bowl game to play, and I don't expect that Bryce Young will play in whatever bowl game it is. He'd be dumb to do it. So I would expect that it'll be Jalen Milrow in the next game. If I had to guess, go get uh, go get Tua's brother. Uh, I don't know about that. Why? He's pretty good. That. He's not, he ain't bad. Uh, no, I know he's not bad, but I think, and I don't, I don't like even know who's on the radar here. But what will probably happen is that they'll either move on from Bill O'Brien, or Bill O'Brien will get another job. And then whoever they hire as an offensive coordinator will be somebody that has a quarterback that will just transfer with them. Yeah. That's that's probably what will make the most sense. But I don't know. Like there has been times where they've used like the backup. Obviously, everybody knew Tua was going to be great even when he came in as a backup. Right. But Jalen Milrow hasn't looked like one of those dudes. Well, I mean, you know? we we, we saw him this year. I mean, we had a chance, man. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's the thing. Is like he didn't. He didn't really cut it for me in terms of what the expectations no. at Alabama are going to be. I mean, you can just go get, like, you know, you can go get anybody. That's the beauty of it. Like, you can just go get whoever. Like, I don't know who it would be, you know, Seth Hennigan. You can just go get anybody that you want. That's the beauty of being Alabama. Whoever the Seth Hennigan is, you know, that's not Seth Hennigan. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, they'll hire a coordinator that'll come with them. That, whoever it is. That'll probably be what happens, if I have to guess. If yeah. I have to guess. The thing is, Jalen Milrow, he's like, the guy's a super athlete, of course, but we could see he can run. Uh, but he turned it over like crazy. Yep. And the passing, like the only real passes that he hits were, were just like slants. And so, I mean, we've already seen some of their top players go into the transfer portal already, or, or I guess supposed top players. And so they're going to try to reset the roster to some degree. I don't know. I mean, it, it it may not be like a one-year fix for Alabama. We'll see. I, I think they, they certainly could make it a one-year fix. Mm-hmm. But they had some serious problems this year, so they got some work to do for sure. Yeah, two losses, man. I'll tell you what, that, 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 embarrassing, as Paul Feinbaum would say. Absolutely embarrassing. All right, what do you, how do you make sense of what happened last night in Minnesota? That just looked like a team to me, and like you can go ahead and just sort of uh, – Pick your narrative here. I mean, if you wanted to say they had too many days in New York, I guess you could say that. They did have a practice on Tuesday morning. I wonder if that, part of me wonders is like they just wanted to make sure they were back in the gym before they left. Um, you could say that. You could say they just played a bad game. Whatever it was, it just didn't look like themselves last night. Um, a lot of the decision making was questionable, I thought. Um, and you know, I mean, I, I don't think that Minnesota is a good team. And I think last night doesn't like prove that Minnesota is a good team or anything. Um, 
but I, I've I've been saying like I don't see how the Rudy Gobert and Carl Towns thing Carl Towns thing is going to work together. And part of me does wonder if Minnesota's going to be better without both of those guys on the court together. I don't know. But sometimes when you put the ball in Anthony Edwards' hands more, I think it might work out for him a little bit better. I don't, I, I don't think that you can really take much away from last game, last night's game, though, because it was just so ugly. I mean, the most turnovers they've had since November of 2007. I mean, that's just crazy that they turned it over so much last night. I don't think that's it was anything necessarily to worry about. Um, but I, and there wasn't really much to take away from the game either. But as far as we said about how tough it'd be to replace Bain, I think Drew, you know this better than me. I think it's three and six without him now. Like that's they could they could desperately use him. And and I I thought I heard last night Drew on the broadcast that the boot is off. Uh, how close is he? Do we have any idea? Yeah. Um, so the last update that I got on Dez is yes, the boot is off. The boot has actually been off okay. for a little bit now. Okay. Um, they were switching out his shoes in the locker room um, on one of the on the last you know home stand, um, but and he has he has gotten back on the court for like shoot around before the games, and he's doing one on zero and like you know he's moving around he's doing like shot fakes and all that sort of stuff and and shooting, so you would think he is getting closer. Um, I did ask on Tuesday morning, which had been exactly two weeks, and they said he would be reevaluated in two to three weeks. And Taylor essentially said no update um, on that yet. That that they he hadn't you know checked in with the doctors yet at that point on Tuesday morning. Um, so I would expect that we're going to get some sort of update pretty soon. It could come you know as early as before the game tomorrow. Um, but as of right now, he hasn't started any sort of quote-unquote ramp-up uh, towards returning to play yet. So I don't know how long a ramp-up takes. You would assume that this sort of ramp-up doesn't take as long as like a Jaron ramp-up took because, you know, he hadn't played all season. He's got conditioning stuff to work, with, to work on. Dez isn't exactly in that position. So I, the short answer is I don't think we have an exact – timeline but i think he is making progress here um it wouldn't surprise me if it was another two weeks though before he's back i i think that would make plenty of sense has it been better worse about what you expected in his absence um oh okay you, you changed up the question on me there i thought you were going to say um is the timeline better or worse than what we expected I, well if you I have think... thoughts there you can certainly add them well, I, I do think that it's been about what we expected at first. They sort of said it was not a serious injury. Um, and then they were like, well, hold on. Actually, it is a little bit probably worse than what we thought. So I suppose it would be maybe a little worse than what we thought when the initial diagnosis came out. Um, as far as the play on the court, I think um, it's been about what I expected. I mean, they're going to struggle in some games – uh, especially shooting wise, it's like it is so hit or miss. Like when this team is making their threes, and again, you got to throw last night almost out the window. But when this team is making their threes, even without Desmond Bain, they're a really tough team to beat. But it's it's been entirely hit or miss without Bain on the court. If they're making eight or nine threes a game, they're probably going to lose. 
when they're making 13, 14, 15, they win almost every single time because they're so dominant in the paint. And so it's just like, all right, on any given night, our guy's going to step up and shoot the ball better. That's honestly the difference between winning and losing when Dez is, is not on the court. And so uh, I think we've learned that he's very valuable to this team. And it's just tough because it's not just the shooting, too. It's, it's the playmaking. And when they go to that second unit, they don't really have a lot of guys that can create their own shot and score. So it, it, it depends heavily on their ball movement. And, like, you saw them move the ball really well in New York. They have 30-plus assists. They always win almost, I believe. When they have 30 or more assists over the last season plus, you know, whatever we've played this year now, 21 games or whatever, they're 20-1 and one overall when they have 30 assists. But when they don't pass the ball well and it's not moving well and they're turning it over, they don't play very well. And that's a lot harder to do when you can't space Ja and Dez and stagger them to where you have one of them on the court at all times. So I would say it's going about as we, as we expected at this point. Jaron had gone 20 or more in four straight. Didn't do that last night, but he does end up with 16 and 11. I'm just curious, Drew, uh, your thoughts on him, particularly offensively, since his return more than maybe you expected? you think there would be a little bit more rust? What's, what are you more, most curious about, most interested in seeing in the next few games from Jaron? Just what have you thought about him, particularly offensively? I love what he's done so far, actually. Um, the shooting with him is it is what it is. Like, when he is making threes, it's obviously a huge asset to the team. You still need him to take them because it's such an important part of their offense. But I feel like he's been playing with a little bit more force than he played with at any other point in his career. Mm -hmm. Like, he is powering inside. He is, you know, going for rebounds in a strong way. He has instantly been the defender that he was a season ago. Um, And I really like what I've seen from him so far, actually. Um I, I think part of this is he is stronger than he has ever been, and that yeah. it has sort of encouraged him to play in a more powerful manner. Um, he mentioned that because of the foot injury, like, you know, when you're not able to do a bunch of jumping and basketball work, you still can work on strength. You can still work on core strength. You can still work on upper body strength, all those sorts of things, and he is stronger than he has ever been. I really like when Jaron is playing with force inside, when he's trying to dunk on people, when he's going for these rebounds. It is something that we didn't necessarily see super early in his career, and we're starting to see more of it on a more consistent basis. And so I really like what we've seen from Jaron so far. I think, you know, he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. And, you know, coming off of a foot injury, that's very encouraging. We're talking to Drew Hill, uh, covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian, joins us every single Thursday here on the show. So as this sort of settles and you and you look around the West, you know, I, I guess coming into this, the the aspirations for the Grizzlies were be a top four seed. Um, th- does that still feel very plausible to you? Can can it possibly be even better uh, if, based on what we have seen, not just from the Grizzlies but from everybody else around the West? Yeah, I'll go a step further. What's stopping this team from being the number one team in the West this season? I, I, I really don't think that there's much. Well, like, there, I mean, there, there, there are, yeah. I was going to say injuries, and then I would, I would still say Phoenix. I mean, sure. Phoenix, I, I Phoenix, Phoenix gets is... no respect from the radical left. I mean, that, it's, 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 this is a fact. You, you have no respect, nor does anybody else have respect for Phoenix, yet all they do is win 60 games a year. And then losing the playoffs. That's fine. We ain't talking about playoffs. We're talking about regular season. I get it. 
I get it. Yes, Phoenix is really good. Yes, Phoenix has a very good chance of finishing atop the West. But there are only, what, two, two and a half games ahead of the Grizzlies right now? Like, there's a lot of season left to go here. And the Grizzlies have played zero minutes, zero, zero minutes, zero games with everybody available. So, to me, uh, or with, with all their starters, I should say, available. So, to me... When the team gets whole, what's stopping them from going on a run? Like, what's stopping this team from being one of the very best teams in the West? Like, I, I think with all of their pieces there, you have to like the totality of, you know, the roster makeup. And I know that they may not be as deep as they were last year, but, you know, they, they, did, they only played 11 games last year with all these guys available. If they can get them healthy and they can keep them on the court, like, this team has been awesome with all five of those guys. I think they have the third best net rating uh, in the league with the, all five of their starters out there on the court together. So, like, I, I I think the Grizzlies are going to be a very good team when they can have all of their pieces together. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think they're still in line to be a playoff team. If you look at, like, the projections and the computer projections, they still love Memphis to be one of the top teams and to make the playoffs pretty easily. So, I know the vibes are are not maybe not as positive as they were early in the season, but if this team gets whole, it just feels like they're going to be one of the best teams in the West. And most time we're talking about David Roddy, we're talking about how bad he is defensively. Had a nice little homecoming last night. He did, and you know what? Uh, when you talk to those the coaches about David Roddy, and like I get it, I'm not going to get come on the radio and try to pretend like he's been awesome so far this season. So I, I, I understand. But I think what they see in him that maybe it's easy to pass up if he's not making shots or whatever is just that he plays so hard. Like he has this level of tenacity to his game. That's why they drafted him. Um, that's what they saw in him at Colorado State is like, dang, this guy plays really hard. He's really strong. Um, he has potential there. He has something that could be molded for us to become a, a good player. And that they have seen in summer league. They say they see it. They see it in practice. He plays really hard in the games. And yeah, he hasn't made a lot of shots. And yes, he's still a rookie, and he's getting beat defensively sometimes. And he's learning the nuances of the game. But they they are not giving up on David Roddy by any means. Like they think he has at least the tools to where if he can be molded into more of a professional player that he can be a worthwhile rotation piece for them. And they've been using him in a really tough spot, to be perfectly honest. Like They are open to what his position will eventually be. But right now, they sort of view him as a wing player, and they've been using him in the backup Dylan Brooks role. And that's tough. If you're taking on the opposing team's best player on the floor at any given time defensively, Like that is an extremely difficult assignment for a rookie. And they're throwing him in those situations intentionally, like that they're hoping that he'll get better by going through some of these reps. And they're not treating the regular season like they're treating the playoffs. Like during the playoffs, they will try at all costs to win every game. Like they're not going to put people right. in situations to potentially fail. But right now, like they're trying to give David Roddy opportunities to get better. And they're not giving up on that guy. Like, I, And he did have a good game last night, and that was good to see. Um, I was able to talk to some people in his family before the game, uh, well, uh, before a couple games ago, and they had mentioned like all of his family was there in Minnesota. So 
good for him that he was able to make some shots and play well in that fourth quarter. And, and last thing uh, for you, Drew, and we appreciate you coming on every week, brother. It, Anthony Edwards, going back to something you said, like take, set set everything else to the side. It was I know that it not, it's not like they figured everything out last night. I'm with you 100. percent But if you take open up that lane for him and let him be the guy, that was a team that was feeding off of his energy, much in the way the Grizzlies used to feed off of, and still do a young Ja Morant, like his defensive plays, the blocks. You know, the, the offensively, the 17 in the fourth quarter, I just saw a team that was, and Chris Finch said it afterwards, that was feeding off of him, very similar to a way that, uh, you know, we've watched the Grizzlies feed off of John Morant. I think that's the way to go, man. Unleash him. Yeah, he's a dog. Like, he's man. just really good. He, he makes shots. He's super competitive. He's not backing down from any of that Dylan Brooks trash talk yep. last night. I yep. was like, man, that might not be the guy you want to make mad. Uh, like, I hate to say it, but, like, be the Grizzlies, like, of course, talk your trash, do play the way that you always play. Don't change it based on opponent. But, man, that's not a guy you like to, you like to make mad because he is really, he really dang good. Yep. He just is. He's, he makes shots. He plays super hard. He's ultra competitive. You can see it. And once they finally figure out, you know, how to rein him in sometimes and get him to the right spots, like, he's just going to be even better. I, I really like him. He's really good. Next week we'll do the uh, Alabama basketball AAC preview. Oh, yeah. Because you got a hell of a <laughs> okay. week coming, buddy. You got a yeah. hell of a week coming for your Crimson Tide. I hope you're ready for the – because you got the appetizer of Houston, and then you got the main course. I'm talking about the what, – what's, uh, what's the big steak? You know that you can like the tomahawk. You got the tomahawk mm. coming after number one ranked Houston. Golden crusted. So I, yeah. I, I know you guys are going to be looking ahead for that one. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, but the thing about Alabama basketball, I'll say this: because it was a good weekend for them. I mean, I know they lost to UConn, but beating UNC, beating Michigan State is good. I don't know how good that team is. I honestly don't. Um, but they've. This is the second year in a row where they've gotten off to this very good start. That UNC game was hideous in the final minutes. Like, that was pretty ugly all the way through that fourth overtime, and they found a way to win. I think they got some talent on the team. Um, but I don't think this is, like, that the same level of team that went and won the SEC a couple of years ago. But they do have some talent on that team. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll be really interested to see how they play against Houston. But I, I like what Nate Oates does, man. He gets talent in there, and, you know, that was better than what we've had before. So we'll just see how it works out. That's right. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you appreciate as always. You, yeah, appreciate it, guys. See ya. That's Drewski. Drew Hill covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. I mean, look, he's, you know, this is, again, it irks me the way Alabama fans talk about their teams. Like, they just beat North Carolina, and he's over here talking about, oh, I don't know if this is the same team they beat. Know. Come on, man. North Carolina lost three straight. They they have. They have. And, and you remember, like, wait a minute. Didn't North Carolina kind of suck until the tournament last, last year? Then, mm-hmm. They tournament did. Like they, were very mid, they were very mid. Yeah, people were a little mid on Hubert. Yes, that's right. Weren't they the same seed as Memphis? They might have been an eight. Maybe an eight. They were in the eight-nine game. I, I, I know that. Bro, if you look at their offensive like breakdowns, Caleb Love and R.J. Davis take an inordinate amount of shots. Could be throwing that ball inside the big boy, big Baycott. He don't. I, I tell you this: Can you transfer mid year? Come on down. We need a big. We need a big in Memphis. I know Trey Draper's got some. I know that's Trey Draper's man, Armando Baycott. For real? Yeah. Come on, Trey. 
Well, it's got to be illegal to take them in the middle of the season. Illegal? What they go? What, FBI coming? Yeah, for I, don't, I don't know what's. I don't think anything's illegal. Anymore. It's all. It's all fun and it's all fair and love and war, brother. ACOB was here, man. Gone tomorrow. Ghosted. <laughs> man enrolled in Memphis and let, took one class. Uh, ACAD. You know who's good for Anthony Edwards is Kyle Anderson, the vet. The vet See, president. Mi- Minnesota's dysfunction. That's you need to be able to tap into that and help Anthony become yes. that. That's what the Grizzlies were good. And guys like Jay Crowder helped job push to put him into that position. That's right. Empowered him. Yes. No right? doubt. No, it's, it's, it's that's absolutely like right. Kyle will help, but Minnesota, that, that's the difference. That front office hasn't recognized how to tap in yet mm-hmm. and then help him help the kid grow and make him the focal point. And I know you have been impressed with Anthony Edwards ever since that Popeyes commercial. Ever since he had that joint with Ja, that was when it was. I've always been impressed by him, even when he was missing shots at Georgia. He's too inconsistent for me, man. Bro, he don't bring it's it. A, it's a it's a stage thing. Everybody ain't Ja, where they're uh, you know all, 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 making everybody better, alpha dog, got it doing everything right for the most part. You know, second, third year in the league. Yeah. Give the, this kid's coming. No, he is. He did. He, you see him on the blocks last he, night? He's like part the, of the fact that he's locking in now defensively shows you he's growing as a player. Early on, I think I yeah. think some of the struggles. You somebody he didn't get a dunk through the first. I don't know how many double digit games because they got that lane so clogged up. Open that thing up and let him operate. You saw him last night make decisions, throw the throw the ball at the lob into Gobert. It wasn't just him driving the goal with his head down. He's getting smarter. Uh, unfortunately, Minnesota might get smarter off this this time without Cat, where they can see it. That team feeds off of him. Now, Trista, Trista Crick is, as you know, a uh, – She's sack, she's sack down, right? She's Sacramento Portland. team. Well, she's well, – Portland she, as well. Yeah. But she goes yeah, back Yeah, her main Portland yeah. team is – Yeah, like, she, like she, she gets hot and bothered over her Shaden Sharp, you know, put-back dunks when they blew to the Lakers. I mean, it, it was a heck of a put-back. It was, but they but, lost to the Lakers, bro. Yeah, so. we, we a long way from McGrady, I believe it was. It was it McGrady. Yeah, McGrady, she dude. Him McGrady. Was, we, no, we got a ways to go. She, she texted me this morning. She said, do you think this is the best the league has ever been, like the most fun the league has ever been? I said, absolutely not. Not even close. Oh, it's fun, though. It's fun. It is a – Did you see what Tatum did last no, night? look, there are – You see what Booker it, did? It, it is a great time. But does it compare to – I'll just throw this out. Does it compare to 2003? When you had Kobe, you had LeBron rookie, Melo rookie, Shaq, Baron Davis, Dirk at 25, Paul Pierce. I threw Baron Davis. Baron Davis was electrifying, bro. I just thought he's a little high on your list. Well, he was a top 10 scorer that year because I went and looked. Oh. I went and looked at that because Allen Iverson. Okay. You know what I'm saying? AI would go before. I mean, Jason Williams. You'd get white chocolate in there. That was a fun time in the league now, wasn't it? This ain't a fun time with it, these it young is, players. It is, it is, but I think it's just a little too over the top. I, I, I will say this: I think the league is in a great place I, with the generation, like LeBron I, and those guys. I, I did an out. open on that when you were when you were out one day, just about handing it off. And look, I mean, when Banyama's coming, what that's are we right. talking about here? The, the young talent that's in the league. Well, don't, I don't. I, I, think, I know. I know the I think open, it's fantastic. The opens what Hallibur- I'm gone. Halliburton's awesome. Halliburton. I mean, he is, dude. Halliburton is a stud. He is. He's the next phase of the young stars. We got you. Got you. Put got, him in there. You got Luca, Ja. You know, um, Tatum. Jason Tatum is, um, is up there. I mean, he's probably in he, LeBron. He's, he, a, he's might MVP put him at the top caliber. of the list. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, those MVP are, this season. Those are going to be like the big three. It feels like to me. I might be leaving somebody out. I mean, we'll see on, on Zion and, the, and you know if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's all that comes down to. I mean, you got Paolo there in Orlando. He's coming, right? Your boy Chet. Who Malco dumped on with bad knees? I never. That's I, probably not a good sign for Chip. I well, I, you know, look, I tried to say what that. Bon Jump ain't playing though. I tried to say that from Jump, but oh, what are we? T- SGA man, put him on the list. 
Shea Gilgis Alexander? I need to see it win. I need to see him in a, in a, in a winning situation. I need to see him. I need. To, I need to see that translate Young to winning. Beast. I know he puts up a lot of points, but I need to. I need to see it translate oh, to winning. Just put him on a winner. Like, Get him away. I've from got there. a Bradley Beal theory on him. Like, is he ever going to win something? I need to see that. Your boy Anthony Simons. Yes, yeah, Simons for sure. But kind of the same issue there. Like last year, okay. Last year, it's cool to see him average twenty-four games, shoot thirty-eight percent from three. But now that we know that you can do that, it's time you got to you got to pair the winning with the production. That's the difference. That's what separates you from fodder. It, again, you're you're throwing me guys who produce and lose. You know, throw me a guy, who, a young Dude, guy. They will at some point. These guys are gonna. It, it, you're talking about handing it off. Yes. The old stars yes. that are phasing out. Yeah. And Giannis ain't going anywhere either. Like for a while. No, he's that's gonna, true. He's only 28. Yeah, I he's kind of in the middle. He's yeah. he's still he's young. He's the he'll present. be around he's for a lot of, when a lot of these young guys that's are fair. are going at it. When there's you know he's there's, still going to be present. There's some guys that we're probably not mentioning that you know are are carrying the torch. You know, because like LeBron doesn't play anymore. I mean, you know, you never know. He's gonna miss six weeks every now and then. You know, Anthony Davis, you can't count on week to week. So there's probably some guys that we're uh, we're leaving out here. But no, I I think the point is is that with Anthony Edwards, in great hands. Ja, David Roddy, like the league is in gr- good hands. See, you, and you, you're real funny. What? He's coming off his best game. Coming off is what I'm saying. He, I don't know if it was a season high, but his his folks were there. Looking to the Hubble telescope, man, man he all, see it. was hitting threes at a big big time. David Wright stardust, and then brother. Anthony Edwards got us. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.